again, and welcome back to my podcast. I'm Jess, and I am Frankie's mama, and I read books. I have so much to talk about today. The topic, if you can tell from the title, is how to get over a reading slump. So I've got a few options for what to do and a ton of book recommendations to help you get over the reading slump. So I want to dive into that, but first I always do a shout out to a small bookish business. But I'm not going to do that today. The reason is I want to spotlight a book that is coming out tomorrow that I think is something you should definitely consider buying, checking it out on Audible, asking your library to order it once they're open up again. It is called A Breath Too Late, and it is by my friend from college, Rocky Callen. I will have the link below. You've got to check it out. It is being called a haunting, heartbreaking, heartwarming love letter to life. So the premise is the main character has committed suicide and this is her love letter to life in a way. It's being told in an epistolary way, so letters, and I have not read it yet. I cannot wait. It comes out tomorrow. I am going to be getting it on Audible, I think, because I want to listen to it, and Rocky also was able to do a special author's note recorded, so she's got a narrator, but she recorded an author's note, and I cannot wait to hear that as well. I was able to hear just a tiny clip of it, but I would love to um, to hear that. So, it's available on Audible. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on IndieBooks. You can pretty much purchase it anywhere you want. It's published by Macmillan, so it's it's a big deal publisher, and I am so excited about it. Definitely deals with some darker, um, heavier topics. It's got, um, obviously, suicide, and it deals with some mental health, but I think that this is going to be such a good book. The reviews already coming in are just so good, so I cannot wait, and I think that you should check it out. Like I said... I am going to be listening to the Audible book, and once I have finished that, I plan to do a review on this podcast about the book. I don't know if it's going to be a full episode review. I don't know if I'll mix that book in with other books that are similar, but I'm definitely going to be doing a review, so look out for that pretty soon. Alright, so today's topic, like I said, is how to get over a reading slump. Now, the first thing, the very first step that you have to do to get over the reading slump is to give yourself grace. So what I mean is if you're someone who usually has at least one book going at all times or you've set a Goodreads challenge and every time you check it, the message says you're two books behind or five books behind, give yourself grace. Acknowledge that we're in a pandemic life is not exactly normal, that bookstores are closed, libraries are even closed, well, even your local coffee shop where you read sometimes is closed. And if you're someone who reads on your commute, well, your commute is not happening right now, which means your designated reading time has been completely wiped away. And if you've got kids at home, then you're also dealing with their change in schedule, possibly homeschooling. So you've got a lot on your plate, you've got a lot going on. And if you live alone, but you're finding you aren't reading a ton right now, give yourself grace too. Your usual social interactions are virtual now, and they're virtually non-existent. Reading is a solo activity also, 
And maybe the last thing you want to do right now is one more thing solo. So give yourself grace about the reading slump. Now, if you do want to get back into reading more because it's a de-stressor or you want to get back to normal in some small way, I've got four options for how to get past this reading slump. Option one is to reread a cozy book. Now, this doesn't have to be a cozy mystery like we talked about last week, although cozy mysteries are perfect for rereading, especially if it's one you haven't read in a while or it's a series that started years ago and it's just been a while. It's always kind of fun to revisit a nice cozy sleuth that you're familiar with. Really, rereading books you love is like visiting old friends, which we're not able to do right now, so maybe visit your literary friends. Now, I'll be the first to admit that I am normally not much of a rereader, but when I'm in a slump, I do find it to be pretty helpful. Choosing a book to reread can actually be a great start to getting you interested in reading again in a positive way. Because it gives you, it gets you thinking about reading and it gets you thinking about characters that you love and the reading experience that you loved once before. You get to look at your shelf, be it a physical real shelf or your Goodreads list or even your library checkout history, and you get to take a look at all the books that you've read. Now you may pick up a book and remember it being funny or fast paced. You only need one book for this option, so choose this book wisely. And actually, you only need one book for any of these options, so regardless of which option you choose, choose wisely. And choosing is half the fun, so option one, reread a cozy book that you loved once before. Hopefully that will help you fall in love with it again, and then fall in love with reading again. If that option does not sound like the best choice for you, Option two is to read something that's in your wheelhouse. So if you don't feel like rereading something, try reading a book that's similar to ones that you've read in the past. So have your favorite books from the past been a particular genre? Maybe you're a diehard fan of sci-fi books that include some artificial intelligence. Or maybe you love a good coming-of-age story. Whatever it is that you tend to love, read a book like that. Now, I've got a few types of books that I love, so I'll give you a few examples based on those to help you get started. First, I love historical fiction, particularly when it is set during a war or just after a war. I especially love a female lead in those stories. One series that I loved was the Rosie Winter series by Catherine Miller Haynes, which was about a female sleuth in New York during the war. This wasn't a cozy mystery per se, but it wasn't anything too um, hard-boiled for a mystery. So I've been wanting to read the Maisie Dobbs series by Jacqueline Winspear. So if I was looking for a book that is similar to something that's already in my wheelhouse, I would choose the Maisie Dobbs books. It starts off with book one, which is Maisie Dobbs. So I would probably go with that because she's a female private investigator in post-World War I London. I haven't read any of this series yet, so I sadly can't give this book a review 
or the accolades, which it apparently deserves because it has over 77,000 reviews on Goodreads. But if you like historical mysteries, then add this one to your list. I also know that I like books or love books, really, about heists um, or con artists, like a book that I read called Just Watch Me. I also know that I love books about heists or con artists. This is um, similar to the book, or this would the book that would fit this is The Secret She Keeps by Michael Robotham. I mentioned that, I think, in episode two. I also love the book Just Watch Me by Jeff Lindsay. He's the guy who brought us the Dexter series. I also love the Ocean's Eleven movies, and not just because George Clooney is easy on the eyes. So, knowing all of this information, I would probably read a book called Pretty Things by Janelle Brown. It recently came out. Um, I think it actually came out last week. And it's going to become an Amazon series starring Nicole Kidman. This book is told by two narrators who have very different lives, but their lives are about to collide. So that's all I know. That sounds a lot like The Secret She Keeps in a way, because in that book you had two pregnant women. One knew more about the other than one did, and then boom, their lives collided too. So kind of similar to that, except this has to do with heist versus kind of a con artist, I think. I haven't read it yet. It just came out. So if I was looking for something similar to something I've read before, then Pretty Things by Janelle Brown would definitely be the one. And if you're somebody who likes to watch shows that are based on books, then definitely check out Pretty Things by Janelle Brown, because that one's coming pretty soon, I think. Alright, option three, if rereading a book or reading something similar isn't quite what you think might kickstart your reading motivation, then option three is to read a short book. So reading a short book will help you feel that sense of accomplishment so much quicker. Now, maybe a short book for you looks like a novella or a middle grade book, or maybe you like poetry books or graphic novels. Here's a couple of short books that I've read that you may want to check out that might help you get over the reading slump. So the first one is called Escape from Syria by Samia Kulab. I believe I pronounced it correctly, but I'll have the link below so you can see how that's spelled. Now, this is a graphic novel, and it's um, middle gray YA. I'm not sure which one, but it's, a, it's, it's for the younger population. And it's a graphic novel about the Syrian refugee crisis. So the topic isn't light, but the story is very engaging. And this book is less than 100 pages, so it fits, fits perfectly with reading a short book. You can get this done within a day. And boom, you've read one book already in that one day. That might just jumpstart your reading motivation. Another book that I suggest for this is actually one I talked about last week. It's called Stamped Out by Tanya Caps. Like I said, I just talked about this one on the last episode, so I won't go into it a lot, but this is a cozy mystery, and it is less than 200 pages, and it flies by pretty quickly. It's light. It's funny, so if you're looking for something that's just easier to read, just really light, nothing going to make you think, Stamped Out by Tanya Caps is the book for you. The last book that I would recommend for this reading a shorter book option is called Beauty, 
and it's by Susan Wilson. Now, this book came out back in 1997, and I remember reading it in high school. It's a Beauty and the Beast retelling, and it is less than 200 pages. Now, I was not an avid reader in high school, so if I was able to get through this book back then with my short attention span, this should be the perfect short book to get you out of a reading slump. All right, so this brings us to option four and a ton of book recommendations that I'm about to give you. Option four is to read something way out of your comfort zone. Maybe what you need to wake up the reading motivation is a book that is just so out of your norm, it grabs your attention. So this is the exact opposite of of option two, where you're reading something that's definitely in your wheelhouse. So think about what you tend to read first so you can eliminate that genre right away. For me, I mentioned historical fiction during or after war, as well as books about heists or con artists. So those are off the table. I also know for me that I do tend to read a lot of thrillers, particularly psychological thrillers. So I would probably take that off the table as well. So now what you and I are looking for is some genre that has always been a little daunting or that we've never even considered reading. Um, We are not looking for something we always tend to avoid because it bores us. For instance, I'm not much of a reader of autobiographies. I just personally don't have an interest in celebrities' lives, so these books rarely pique my interest. I also have a hit-or-miss record with romance novels, so those are the two genres I'll probably still be avoiding with option four. Finding a genre that you don't usually read can be a little bit harder right now that you can't peruse the shelves at the library or Barnes & Noble or another bookstore, but it's still very doable, and I'm here to help you find that genre. There are basically eight main genres of books. They are contemporary fiction, romance, mystery, thriller and suspense, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, and western. So I am going to give you a book that I recommend to you in each of these genres. I'm going to start off with the genre you are least likely to already be a connoisseur of. That would be westerns. I am also not that well-versed in westerns, but I have read just enough to know there are different types that may actually seem pretty similar to the average person, including me. I'm very average when it comes to westerns and most books, to be honest. So you've got some westerns that have solo protagonists, like a lone ranger type. Um, You've got some westerns that are focused on the law and the sheriffs in town. You've got some that focus on friendships among two or more cattlemen. And there's quite a few other distinctions within westerns. There's also a subset of romance that is western romance, but the book that I'm recommending today is called The Good Luck Girls by Charlotte Nicole Davis. Now this western is a bit of fantasy mixed with western, so it's not traditional at all. 
For one thing, it's written by a woman. Westerns, except for the romance variety, are almost strictly written by men. White men especially. The Good Luck Girls is written by an LGBT woman of color. That fact alone made this one a pretty intriguing book to me. Now, The Good Luck Girls is set in the country of Arqueta, so it's a fictional country, and The Good Luck Girls is the name for a group of girls who are sold as children and branded with marks. This book won't be a gateway into westerns, but for our purposes, that's okay. Hopefully, it will be a gateway out of your reading slump. Alright, if romance is not your fave... I hear ya. For people like you and me, we need something that isn't just a bunch of cheesy, in our opinion, dialogue mixed in with lengthy sex scenes. At least for me. This is, this is what I stay away from in romance. Or why I stay from romance as a genre in general. So my suggestion for you is Can You Keep a Secret by Sophie Kinsella. This book is 15 years old and is now a contemporary chick lit classic, pretty much. It's funny and light with a protagonist who gets into super awkward situations and you're even embarrassed for her. So if you need a laugh to get your reading mojo going, this is definitely the one for you. And coming from somebody who isn't a huge fan of romance novels, I highly recommend can You Keep a Secret by Sophie Kinsella. If you don't normally read mystery books, then honestly suggesting just one book is hard. Mystery is such a diverse genre in the sense that there are some super light and fluffy mysteries, like the cozy mysteries I've mentioned, and then there are some hard-hitting serious mysteries. Since I already mentioned cozies in depth in another episode, I'm actually going to suggest a book that is more serious and is mind-boggling. That book is The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. If you're in the UK, this is actually titled The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Now, this book is kind of like Groundhog's Day and Clue mixed together. The protagonist has been invited to a party where Evelyn Hardcastle dies. She's murdered, but it doesn't look like murder. And he has to solve the murder to escape the castle. If he doesn't solve it, he will relive this day over and over until he does. It's kind of a longer book. I think it was about 400 pages. But it's a page-turner, because you want to know. Who killed Evelyn Hardcastle, and is he going to get out of this hellish mansion? By hellish, I mean it's just hellish to be stuck living the same day over and over. It's nothing gory or gruesome or anything like that. It's just torture enough to have to relive the exact same day over where somebody dies. So I think this book might be what kickstarts your reading habit again if you're looking for a mystery. Now, if Thriller Suspense is not your usual cup of tea, then I think you should check out Suspect by Michael Robotham. I know, I have suggested Michael Robotham or mentioned him a lot on this podcast. I feel 
Like, I probably should be getting paid some kind of royalty fee or something for mentioning him a lot. I promise it's not an ad. I don't even know the man. But his books are just so good. And when it comes to thriller suspense, he's a safe bet for sure because you'll just love these books, I think. Suspect is the first book in his Joe O'Laughlin series, and it introduces Joe, our protagonist slash psychologist. He is brought in to investigate a murder, but he soon realizes the victim is a former patient. So now he's being looked at as the murderer. This book will keep you wanting to know if he did it, which will keep you reading to find out which will hopefully jumpstart you out of that reading slump. Okay, so if science fiction isn't what you read regularly, then, again, suggesting just one book is tough. This is a genre with seemingly hundreds of subgenres. Since you're new, or at least not a super fan of sci-fi, I'm going to recommend The God Game by Danny Toby. This is a cyberpunk sci-fi, which means that it mixes human and machine in the same world and takes place mostly in cyberspace. This is not a young adult book, but it does star a group of teenage protagonists, much like Stranger Things. The teens are invited to play this online video game called the G.O.D. God Game. The game promises that if you win you win big, but if you lose, you die. This one is more thriller than sci-fi at times, but it's got just enough sci-fi that it should work if you haven't read a ton. It is a bit longer, but it is pretty captivating, and I think this might be the book for you if you're needing sci-fi to jumpstart your reading habit. If horror books are not the usual genre you gravitate towards, I've got a book to suggest that is not gory, not violent, and not even scary in the usual sense. Because you're not someone who regularly enjoys the scary stuff, I'm going to stay away from things like The Haunting of Hill House or Carrie or pretty much any Stephen King. My recommendation is the classic by Charlotte Perkins Gilman titled The Yellow Wallpaper. This book is extremely short and is about a new mother whose husband controls her life and she ends up going mad. In the room he keeps her in, she starts to see things in the yellow wallpaper. Again, we're not talking about demons or anything gory. Uh, This book is considered quiet horror. So if you're looking to read a horror book to get out of reading slump or you're just looking to start getting into horror and you're kind of a scaredy cat sometimes, I totally get it. Try quiet horror because it's just a little bit more subtle and you won't have to worry about gore, blood, guts, anything like that. There's no possessions, no demons, no witches, nothing. So quiet horror. But my suggestion for quiet horror is The Yellow Wallpaper. It's a classic, super short. I think it will be just enough to get you out of a reading slump. If fantasy is not your usual cup of tea, then check out Cinder by Marissa Mayer. This is book one in a young adult fantasy retelling of fairy tales. 
You've got Cinderella, you've got some outer space aliens, some cyborgs. This is a good one to try if you already love Disney princesses or Star Wars even. It's basically fantasy for beginners with a mix of sci-fi in there. So you don't have to understand a lot about a world. There's not a big world building here. We're not talking something like Lord of the Rings style fantasy. We're talking more fantasy Disney princesses fantasy. So if you're looking for an easy fantasy book to try out, I would check out Cinder. Now, if you tend to read a lot of sci-fi, thrillers, horror, fantasy, something like that, then the genre you might tend to stay away from is contemporary fiction. This is the genre of fiction that's set in contemporary times and sometimes contains a romance, but doesn't have to. This genre includes most of the popular books that get featured by Reese Witherspoon or Oprah's book clubs. So the book I think you should check out here is The Overdue Life of Amy Byler by Kelly Harms. This book is funny from the first page. I literally laughed out loud on page one and knew it would be a good book from there. It features a single mom, Amy Byler, who desperately needs a vacation. Now, I am far from a single mom, but I still found Amy so relatable just as a woman. There's also a friendship in this book that is definitely friendship goals. Amy has Lena. Lena is that friend that you can text saying, I can't do this anymore. And she texts back, I'll be over in 10. No questions asked. No telling you, yes, you can do this. Just showing up. Every woman needs a Lena in her life. This book about their friendship and Amy's momcation just might be what you need to get back into reading. I hope that one of these 10 books or one of these four options just at least gets the wheels turning for you, gets you thinking about reading and how to get over a reading slump. If you're listening to this still, you then you definitely want to get out of that reading slump, but again, if you don't, you don't. Give yourself grace. It's totally okay to take a break from reading. Like I mentioned before, I was not an avid reader in high school. I did not get into reading until really after college, honestly, like regular reading all the time. I just was too busy reading books for school and being forced to read that reading wasn't something I wanted to do. So if it's not something you want to do right now, don't do it. But definitely keep listening to this podcast and you can at least hear about some cool books. Next week's episode is going to be so fun. First of all, I'm going to have a special guest next week from another podcast come over and hang out and chat with me. Second of all, there's going to be music in that podcast, like a lot of music, like songs you know in that podcast. But I'm still talking about books. Just wait till next week to find out. I am so excited. You've got to hear it. So if you want to hear it, hit subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast so that you can be the first to know when that episode drops. It'll be next Monday, though. If you just want to know what I'm up to, follow me on Instagram at Frankie's Mama Reads. And if you really just want to know what books I'm reading, follow me at Goodreads at Frankie's Mama Reads. 
until next time, have an awesome week and I can't wait to hang out with you again.